This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm an emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. For you cat owners, this is an especially important episode to listen to because what we're going to be talking about is a disease called FIV. We'll be right back after these messages. DGP is an all-natural formula proven to help aging pets with joint and mobility problems. It goes to work quickly, providing vital nutrients to the joints while reversing the effects of age. Some people see results in as little as seven days. Don't let your dog struggle another day. Call 800-521-0543 or visit dgpforpets.com and enter code ERVET. E-R-V-E-T for 25% off your first order and free shipping. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about something called feline immunodeficiency virus, or what I'm going to abbreviate FIV from now on. And the reason why this is so important to know about is because if you own a cat, I want you to be aware of what your cat's FIV status is. Now, about 50% of the patients that I end up seeing in the ER are cats. And I'm oftentimes shocked that pet owners have no idea what their FIV status is on their cat. That's the equivalent of you not knowing if your partner has HIV, very, very similar virus. Now, there's a really easy test for this. And if you adopt a new kitten or adopt a new cat, you always have to make sure that your cat is tested for feline leukemia, what we often call FELV, and FIV, feline immunodeficiency virus. And again, this is really similar to HIV. This is a super easy, really rapid blood test. And I always recommend doing at least two tests within the first few months of adopting your new cat. It is really, really infectious. And we'll talk about specifically what it is, but you always wanna make sure that your cat is tested for this before you bring a new cat into the household. Now, feline immunodeficiency virus or again, FIV, is a contagious virus that attacks the immune system. Again, it's really similar to HIV in human medicine. The good thing is FIV is not contagious to humans at all, so you don't have to worry about that. But unfortunately, it's extremely contagious to other cats. The FIV virus spreads through the body and actually reproduces in the T lymphocyte cell, which is a white blood cell. It ends up spreading in the lymph nodes, and it can rapidly progress. Unfortunately, just like HIV, it makes a cat much more at risk for getting infections because it makes them immunosuppressed. What's the good news, though? Unlike feline leukemia, which has a much graver or worse prognosis, the prognosis for long-term survival for FIV is much better. 
Just like how humans can live with HIV for years, unfortunately, it will ultimately progress to AIDS. Well, same thing with FIV. Cats can live with FIV for many, many years. I've actually even seen 15 to 18-year-old cats with FIV. But unfortunately, they will also succumb to death from the disease or secondary infection. Normal healthy cats can fight off bacteria and viruses and parasitic infections. But FIV cats, because of their immunosuppression, end up succumbing to some of these diseases. Now, depending on where you live in the world, FIV is found worldwide. It's much more common in cats that go outside and that are young or male cats. And that's because male cats like to scrap around. This is one of the reasons why I'm such an advocate of keeping cats indoors. Not only does it prevent a visit to the ER vet, but it also protects them from infectious disease while also helping protect our wild birds out there too. Now, it's estimated that over 2.5 million cats in the world have FIV. It's much more prevalent in the Asia Pacific area of the world as compared to North America. But specifically in the United States, it's estimated that approximately 1.5 to 3% of healthy cats are FIV positive. Now, again, if you have a healthy cat, keep in mind it can live with FIV for years, but you may need to make more frequent veterinary visits to your general practitioner. Now, what I end up seeing in the ER vet are sick cats. And unfortunately with sick cats or unhealthy cats, the prevalence of FIV is higher. It's estimated to be 15%. So in previous episodes, we've talked about how you can save more money in the ER vet. Well, I'm going to tell you the first step you should always do if your cat presents to the emergency room is request a feline leukemia FIV test. And the main reason why is because if your cat tests positive for FELV or FIV, you may want to talk to your veterinarian or emergency veterinarian about what the prognosis is. Now, how is FIV spread? FIV is spread predominantly by cats fighting. Again, another reason why I'm so adamant about keeping cats indoors, just because they minimize the risk of actually getting it because cats always fight when they see another cat. Now, I will get on my soapbox and say, if your cat is positive for FIV or FELV, it is ethically imperative that you please keep your cat indoors. That's because they can spread it to another cat out there. So again, if your cat ever tests positive, I want you to make sure you keep your cat indoors. Now, transmission of FIV, again, is spread mostly through saliva, but it can also pass through blood, through the placenta during pregnancy, or by sexual transmission. This is one of the reasons why before we actually give a blood transfusion to your cat, we always make sure to FELV or FIV test that blood donor. While FIV is contagious, Please know that cats that can live peacefully together, in other words, without fighting, are less likely to spread it to each other within a household. In other words, if one of your cats was just diagnosed with FIV and he doesn't fight with your other cats in the household, it's totally fine for your cats to get along with minimal risk to your other cats. However, if your cat fights with the other cats, that's going to be an issue because it can be contagious to your other cats. When in doubt, talk to your veterinarian about this. I did want to give you some peace. Again, I'm going to mention FIV is not infectious to humans. 
Unfortunately, cats that are affected by FIV end up getting inflammation in their body. They end up getting too much inflammation in their central nervous system, too much inflammation in their intestines or even their mouth or gums. They're more at risk for recurrent infections of the eyes, upper respiratory infections, immune-mediated problems, or even skin or kidney problems. One of the most common signs that I actually see for cats with FIV is actually severe gingivitis. So if you notice that your cat has recurring severe bad breath or is diagnosed with gingivitis at your vet, it's worth getting an FIV test just to make sure. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. As a veterinarian and a dog owner, I can say it stinks having an itchy dog. My own dog has atopy, the equivalent of hay fever. So I totally understand having an itchy dog. For once, the saying smells like a dog is a good thing. Check out Pets Are Kids 2's all-natural shampoo and anti-itch deodorant spray. It'll have your dog or cat smelling amazing and feeling more comfortable, less itchy, and more cuddly. Go to PetsRKids2.com and enter code PET15 for 15% off your order. What's really cool about them is that they actually donate a portion of their sales to pets with cancer. Their goal is to help save 100 pets with cancer by 2020. Better yet, snap a picture of the bottle with your pet, email it to them, and you'll even see the picture of the pet that you're helping save from your sale. Check them out at PetsAreKids2.com and enter code PET15 for 15% off. We're talking about FIV and how we can make sure to protect our cats from this. We are also talking about what the virus is, how it immunosuppresses the body, and unfortunately, how it does ultimately result in the demise of your cat. The good thing is, again, cats can live with FIV for several years, if not one or two decades. So how do we diagnose FIV? Like I mentioned briefly before, there are several blood tests for FIV, and it's a really common, easy blood test that most vets can do right in the clinic. So if you just adopted a kitten or a new cat, before you take them home, bring them straight to your veterinarian and request an FELV, FIV test. Now, oftentimes, some animal shelters will test a cat for FELV or FIV before they adopt that cat out. I always think this is really, really important because it's not fair to a new adopted family if they just adopt a cat with a disease that's infectious. So always make sure you know the status of your cat's FELV or FIV test. Now, when it comes specifically to the FIV test, it's actually a test called an ELISA test. It's testing for antiviral antibodies. That's different than the feline leukemia test, which actually tests for antigen, not antibody. Why is this important to know? It's important to know because kittens that have been exposed to their mom's blood through pregnancy may test FIV positive, but later their body will actually convert or what we call seroconvert that FIV to a negative state months to even years later. So if a kitten was just diagnosed with FIV, I usually retest them every three to six months for at least a year to see if they truly have the disease or not. Now, I know I've talked a lot about FELV or feline leukemia also. You have to be aware that FIV is very, very different from FELV. Feline leukemia or FELV is much more devastating. And unfortunately, that one typically results in really severe anemia, lymphoma, leukemia, or even bone marrow suppression in really young cats. It is also very contagious. 
and it's spread mostly by saliva. Unfortunately, by the time a cat is diagnosed with feline leukemia, they typically only live a few years, as compared to FIV, where they can live for decades or longer. It's also important to remember that feline leukemia is way more contagious to your cat. So that cat should ideally be isolated forever and kept indoors only. If you have a bunch of cats, I actually recommend just keeping that feline leukemia cat alone in one room. That's how contagious it is. So how do you prevent your cat from getting FIV? The best way of preventing it is to do all the screening and testing at the animal shelter or at your veterinarian before you even adopt that cat. Before you bring that new cat into the household, again, this is a must-do test, just like with a new partner. You want to know if they have HIV. Same thing with a kitten. You want to make sure that they are FIV negative. If your cat is negative, fantastic. But if they are positive, again, you want to make sure that you're minimizing fighting with indoor cats or you're keeping them indoor only to make sure they're not spreading it throughout the neighborhood. If your cat was just diagnosed with FIV, don't worry too much. It is important to be aware of. It's important to notify your veterinarian of that, especially if you ever change vets. If you go into the ER, it's also important that you tell them that your cat was diagnosed with FIV because that's going to help us fine tune what tests we need to do. Remember, it's not a death sentence if your cat was diagnosed with FIV. Cats can live with this disease for years, but I always recommend making sure that you go to your veterinarian twice a year to make sure that your cat isn't having any complications of FIV. With a physical exam and potentially some blood work, your veterinarian will be able to detect if your cat is showing any problems with inflammation. In other words, they'll look in the eyes, they'll look in the back of the eyes, they'll look at the mouth to make sure it's not severe gingivitis. Remember, with any emergency or any medical problem, the sooner we veterinarians treat it and recognize it, the more we can make your cat comfortable and the less expensive it will be and hopefully minimize an ER visit. I did want to leave you with a great resource from my alma mater, Cornell University. They have a feline health center that has some fantastic articles about feline leukemia and FIV and what you need to know. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at drjustine at petliferadio.com or find me at drjustinelee.com or on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee. With that, we're out of time, and we like to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. We'll see you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.